0: Hey, listener, it's me, Peter, from Wait, Wait. I'm sure you're getting a little tired of these pledge breaks and all the stuff about how much we depend on listeners like you. But have you ever stopped to think about that? Can you imagine what public radio would be like if it were supported by listeners not like you? Those people are just the worst. No, we like you, the people with whom we have so much in common, mainly a desire that our show stay on the air for the foreseeable future. If you've come to rely on us making fun of the news each week, the feeling is mutual. We rely on you, too. Go to donate.npr.org to support your local station. Your donation, in turn, supports programs like ours. And thank you.
1: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is, wait, wait, don't tell me, the NPR News Quiz. Hey there, vegetarians, put me on your buns. I'm a (laughs) -a portabillo. Bill Curtis, and here is your host at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Peter Sago. Thank
0: you, Bill. Thank you, everybody. We really do have a very exciting show for you today. For me personally, it's such a thrill for me. One of my heroes, William Shatner, is going to join us later to play our games. Like most nerdy kids growing up when I did, I was obsessed with him and have always dreamed of meeting the guy who played the immortal police sergeant, TJ Hooker. (laughs) Oh yeah, back in the day, I was a real hooky. You can't make fun of me for being a nerd if you're listening to this. So drop the pretense. Give us a call. <laughs> the number is one triple eight. Wait, wait. That's one eight 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 nine two four eight nine two four. Let's welcome our first listener contestant. Hi, you are on. Wait, wait. Don't tell me. Hi, this is uh, Justin Perry calling from Columbia City, Indiana. Columbia City, Indiana. Now I don't, I don't know where that is. Where is it? Heard that? I don't know where it is either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yet you are somehow ended up there. Is somebody holding you there, Justin? <laughs> yes.
2: Blink twice. Yes.
0: yes. Uh, okay, and what do you do there? I'm a sports editor at the uh, county newspaper. Oh, really? Does that mean you cover a lot of like high school sports? Yeah, just high school sports. All right. Is, and is that exciting? <laughs> you know, when I first started out, it was exciting, but, you
3: know... <laughs> they keep graduating. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's How many years yeah. have you been doing this? I've been here for six months. I just graduated. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it happens to all of us. A... So jaded.
0: <laughs> well, it welcome, happens, welcome to the show, Justin. <laughs> Let me introduce you to our panel this week. First up, it's a humorist and author, most recently of Save Room for Pie. It's Roy Blunt Jr. <clears throat> Hi, Justin. <laughs> Welcome. Next, it's a comedian who will be performing at the Boca Black Box in Boca Raton on December 21st and 22nd. And at Laugh Boston in Boston, Mass, from January 3rd through the 5th, it's Helen Hong! Hi. Hi, and finally, the host of the podcast, Too Beautiful to Live, and the public radio variety show, Live Wire, it's Luke Burbank! Yeah. Welcome to the show, Justin. You're gonna play Who's Bill this time. Bill Curtis is gonna read for you three quotations from this week's news. If you can correctly identify or explain just two of them, you'll win our prize. Any voice from our show you may choose on your voicemail. You ready to play? Yeah, but I first
4: wanna apologize that I'm not William Shatner either. It's all right. I'm, I'm ready to
0: play. So
1: here is your first quote. You get into a tinkle contest with a skunk, <laughs> you get tinkle all over you.
0: That was very soon to be House Speaker Nancy Pelosi talking about the, quote, tinkle contest she had in front of TV cameras with whom this week? Uh, Donald Trump. Yes, Donald Trump. (laughs) The president wanted to show he could work with the pair of people he calls Chuck and Nancy. (laughs) And the ensued televised meeting was a lot like the movie Sid and Nancy (laughs) in that everybody in it seemed to be on drugs. Mike Pence, especially, (laughs) he seemed to have prepared for the meeting by eating fistfuls of Ambien. (laughs) Seriously, in this Oval Office meeting, the only person there more uncomfortable and frozen still than Mike Pence was the bust of Martin Luther King. (laughs)
5: He definitely ate an edible that got on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> really, you He's sitting there, I didn't know
0: you're not supposed to eat the whole bar. <laughs> yeah.
2: He kind of looked like an elf on a shelf if the elf <laughs> had irritable bowel syndrome.)
0: <laughs> so Nancy Pelosi's performance, particularly in this meeting, impressed people. It looks like she's got a lock on being the next speaker. But what exactly is a tinkle contest? <laughs> we know what, We know what a pissing match is. A tinkle contest? You obviously were not in a fraternity,
5: Peter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought that's something that Donald Trump just did with Russian models.
0: Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Really, Pelosi, did you watch this? Pelosi was like yeah. the first person who ever, in one of these meetings, pushed back on him, told him he wasn't telling the truth, told him to stop doing mm. what he was doing. Yeah Nobody has spanked the president like that mm. since Stormy Daniels. Wow. <laughs> All right, Justin, here is your next quote.
1: You make $100 million a year. You ought to be able to answer that question.
0: That was Congressman Ted Poe. He was going after the CEO of what company who made his first appearance as a witness before Congress this week? Oh, gosh. It's the company we're looking for. Is it Google? It is Google, yes. This was a very strange hearing. Imagine your grandfather who asks you how you email a text. (laughs) multiply him by 20, and give them all subpoena power. (laughs) Congress members of both parties went after Sundar Pichai, the CEO of Google, who answered their questions with all the fake patience of a guy in the IT (laughs) helpline. Yes sir, I'm sorry my company is undermining democracy, but have you tried rebooting your country? The real problem, though, was very annoying to the Congress members. They'd start to ask a question, and he, being from Google, would auto-complete it. <laughs> so they'd be like, "Have you? Have I considered what a resource Google is for Americans?" Yes, I have.
2: I love the um, the exchange where one of the Congress members said, "When I Google image the word idiot, yeah. the president's face comes up." What was and, interesting, and he was like, "Yeah,
0: yeah." yeah. <laughs>
6: And she was, yeah. like, she
0: was like, why is that? <laughs> it was interesting because the, the, the hearing was filled with Republicans who were very angry because they perceive liberal bias yeah. in search results. But that person who asked that was Zoe Lofgren, a Democrat from California.
2: Yeah, but he gave a very what? long answer to say, that it works.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Multiple uh, Congress people demanded Mr. Pichai explain to them how their iPhones did things. <laughs> He explained that they are made, in fact, by a different company. (laughs) Then it got worse when Lamar Smith asked him how to program his Instant Pot.
5: (laughs) He's actually still there, the guy from Google, because they asked him to set up the printer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, here is your last quote. They should let a dog host. Just put it on the stage and see what happens.
0: That was someone on Twitter commenting on the big issue facing what big awards show? the Academy Award. Yes, indeed, the Academy Awards, known as the Oscars. Very good question. So, as I'm sure you know, the Academy picked the comedian Kevin Hart to host next year's Oscars, but then some old homophobic tweets came to light and he dropped out. The tweets were about how upset he would be if his young son wanted to play with dolls, which is a pretty irresponsible thing to say when you yourself are 10 inches tall. Oh.
5: Well, I guess we know who else won't be hosting the Oscars. I guess we know. Peter (laughs) Sagal.
0: So now what? Well, apparently, because they couldn't get the man they wanted, there's nobody else in the world who can host it. People were like, well, there are all these talented women. And the Academy said, nope, no host. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody exists in this world who can host the Oscars. And people were like, well, Ellen DeGeneres is pretty talented. And... Maybe Amy Poehler in the Academy was like, No, we shall spend our days alone. <laughs> are they really going with no host now? They really are considering really? it. And people are oh. even arguing saying, Do not use a host. It's better oh. without a host. It will save oh. time.
6: Oh. Nobody
0: will say anything dumb. They'll have to apologize That's so, for You put oh. the award on a, on a Roomba. And
6: yeah. you just <laughs> turn it loose on the
5: stage. Yeah. And if you can catch it, you, you, win, you win Best Actor. Huh.
0: Bill, how did Justin do on our quiz?
1: Justin, you did two out of three, and that's a win.
0: Congratulations, Justin. That's great. I'll take it. Take care. Thanks for playing. I hope you find the joy again in the second six months of your job. (laughs) Take care. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Goodbye. mind, everybody, they can join us most weeks here at the Chase Bank Auditorium in Chicago, Illinois. For tickets and more information, go to wbez.org, and you can find a link on our website as well. That's waitwait.npr.org. Right now, panel, it is time for you to answer some questions about this week's news. Roy, last week in the show, we talked about how many people believe Sherrod Brown is running for president, the evidence being that he combed his hair for the first time in decades. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we got a sign that Beto O'Rourke of Texas may also be running. <laughs> He had a a live online event in which more than 250,000 people got
3: online just to watch him do what? Pull on his boots. I don't know. Um. Is that a euphemism? Yeah.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Because I would watch that, I mean, honestly. (laughs) Me too.
0: Watch him, uh, oh, God, give me a hint. I don't know. The best part is when he progressively and when the forward youthful looking uh, vision chopped the garlic. Watch him cook? Yes, to watch him make dinner.
6: Ooh, Specifically,
0: oh. they watched him cook and then eat a chicken, mm. which analysts suggest means he was angling to impress the important Fox audience. I don't mean Fox News, I mean mm. actual foxes. Foxy. <laughs> it was pretty dull. I mean, it's just a guy making some chicken. Ooh. But you know, bedo thousands of people watched him make dinner because they were hoping that if they did that, maybe they'd get to watch him make breakfast.
5: Ooh. <laughs> You know, the thing is, Peter, nobody thought he was going to be able to cook that chicken. And even getting close to cooking that chicken. I know. It, I mean, in a state like to Texas? win.
0: That's a win. A Democrat hasn't eaten a chicken in
5: yeah. decades. Is this, by the way, his answer to Ted Cruz growing a beard? Apparently. Did you see Ted Cruz?
0: Yes. Be- Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz has grown a beard. What? Yeah. No. Ew. Uh,
5: yeah, that's exactly the reaction you should have. Because <laughs> Ted Cruz's beard is like the Ted Cruz of beards. <laughs> it is weird. It is awkward. It doesn't look right.
0: <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Now I should say that people are taking this live stream and the attention it got as a sign of what the next election is going to be. Uh, No more, you know, kissing babies and and rubber chicken dinner speeches. It's going to be all live events online. Uh, We're going to have Joe Biden doing a weekly Q&A and teeth bleaching session, (laughs) and Bernie Sanders' uh, Facebook Live experience answering questions about Medicare and why this soup is so salty. Mm
2: Bernie Sanders doing a makeup tutorial on YouTube.
5: (laughs) Bernie Sanders
0: make-under. Yeah. But it's actually good that they're not kissing babies anymore because none of the babies are vaccinated and all of the candidates are so old that their immune systems are suppressed. So... Coming up, ow, it's our injury-themed Bluff the Listener game. Call one wait wait We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe is complete wireless protection for your home that can be self-installed in under an hour. There are no long-term contracts and no hidden fees. CNET, the Wirecutter, and PC Mag have all named Simply Safe their top pick for home security. And Simply Safe protects over two million people every day. Learn more about Simply Safe and get a special holiday offer on their systems at simplysafe.com/wait
2: cube-shaped wombat poop, an elevator to space, and a karate-kicking cockroach. I'm Mindy Thomas of NPR's Wow in the World podcast, and every Monday this December, we bring you all-new scientific wows to share with the curious kids in your life. Find Wow in the World on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. The NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Roy Blunt, Jr., Luke Burbank, and Helen Hong. And here again is your host at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Peter Sagal.
0: Thank you, Bill. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Right now, right now, it's time for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Bluff, the listener game. Call 1-888-WAIT-WAIT to play our game on the air. Hi, you are on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi, Peter. This is Amelia calling from Westchester, Pennsylvania. Westchester? Now, Westchester, is that not far from Philadelphia as I remember? That is correct. Um, Westchester is the best Chester. Oh, of course. Oh.
2: Yes. What do you and do there? I, well, I am a classically trained flute player, and I work as a manager at a health and fitness center.
0: Of course you are, because... Yes. Do those worlds overlap ever?
2: <laughs> um. Well, you
0: know, you have to have some upper body strength to lift up a heavy metal flute. Wow. Do you ever, like, do, a, like, a, a, an aerobics class with classical music? I have not done that, but I have played some songs to our patrons in the gym, which is both confusing
3: and exciting for them.
0: I imagine. They're very... <laughs> they don't know how they feel. Well, welcome to no. the show, Amelia. You're going to play the game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what is Amelia's topic?
1: Duck. you're not going to believe this.
0: Sure, there are your classic injuries. People have them all the time. Runner's knee, tennis elbow, panelist's groin. But this week we heard about an injury happening in a really surprising way. So surprising it made the news. Each of our panelists are going to tell you about it. Pick the one who's telling the truth and you will win our prize. The wait waiter of your choice on your voicemail. Ready to play?
3: I have a lot of family that's going to be listening to this, so I hope I don't let them down. All
0: right. <laughs> Just like putting the pressure on. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right, first oh, yeah. let's hear from Helen Hong.
3: Carl
2: Bradford was not having a good week. Recently separated, he had been kicked out of the home that he had shared with his estranged wife and forced to move into a bachelor's studio in the attic of his mom's house. The attic was sparsely furnished with three items, all from Ikea. A fraying brathult pull-out couch, a mom side table, and a hemnes bookshelf lined with his mom's romance novels, an ancient collection of encyclopedia Britannicas, and two urns, one containing Grandpa Joe, and the other his dead hamster Skipper. In need of a quick furniture fix and not one to mix things up, Carl headed to, of course, IKEA. But putting together a Sanga Sand 6-drawer dresser becomes quickly infuriating even in the best of times. Which piece is for the left side and which is the right? Why are there so many extra little wooden nubs? Why doesn't this manual have any freaking words? <laughs> In sheer frustration, Carl hurled one of the half-constructed dresser drawers at the wall. It clipped the edge of the Hemnes bookshelf, which, it turns out, had not been properly mounted with a Betty Dlig wall anchor. (laughs) The bookshelf came crashing down, flinging heavy encyclopedia volumes out the attic window and onto the neighbor's car, shattering the windshield. The urn containing Grandpa Joe also flew out the window, narrowly missing the neighbor's dog and splintering into a million pieces on the concrete driveway. The other urn holding Skipper the hamster flew at Carl, fracturing his elbow and covering him in dead hamster dust. (laughs) Carl, who's been in a cast for two weeks, is remorseful and says the experience made him realize how much he had taken his wife and properly furnished home for granted. He's mending his relationship, vowing more appreciation for both his marriage and all things not IKEA. Uh,
0: A multiple catastrophe cascade, courtesy (laughs) of IKEA, Your next story
3: of an unlikely injury comes from Roy Blunt, Jr. Volleyball is what nudists play. It's a big nudist thing. You see a bunch of naked people and you wonder what's up. Then you see they're playing volleyball, and you go, oh, it's nudists. But golf? Nudists playing golf? It don't seem natural. Now it has happened. The first nude golf day at a course in northern Australia, organized by 69-year-old Brian Jensen, who runs a nearby nudist retreat. Shoes and hat and nothing else. Puts another connotation on how you're swinging, said Jensen. (laughs) 30 golfers took part. Only one suffered an injury, bitten by a scandalized wombat, ball in the wrong hole, no, this fellow just didn't want to use a cart, so he carried his bag of clubs over his bear's shoulder and it chafed kind of bad. <laughs> Puts another connotation on how's it hanging, I guess.
0: A chafed shoulder from a nudist golf event in Australia. Last story of a boo boo in the news comes from Luke Burbank.
5: Doctors at Kindred Hospital in Brea, California listed Kevin Dodrell in satisfactory condition this week with a broken leg and radial fracture, but they say things could have been much worse after he raced through a four-way stop on his bike and collided with a UPS truck. His family says things went about as they were expecting, considering he was riding a Peloton stationary bicycle he'd modified (laughs) to take on the street. The bike was a birthday present to Dodgerall from his wife and kids, and he admits to having been a little confused when he first unpacked the gift. Well, I didn't realize it was a stationary bike at first, he told the Brea Post-Dispatch. <laughs> and since I'd already thrown out the assembly directions long before trying to put it together, I just figured it was some kind of weird bike they got a screaming deal on or something. <laughs> Dodgerall solved the problem by lashing two of his daughter's light-up Healy sneakers to the underside of the back of the bike and then unsheathing the giant heavy front wheel from its frame so it could sort of just roll on the ground. (laughs) The biggest problem is those things don't actually come with brakes, said Dodgerill from his hospital Mm. bed. (laughs) So I brought some barbecue tongs with me. I figured I could kind of pinch the front wheel, (laughs) try to slow down. For what could only be described as obvious reasons, the plan failed. Dodger, though, is not ready to admit defeat, telling his family he just needs a Saturday where he and his buddies Dale and Pat can get under the hood of that thing, and they'll have it working again in no time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's review these injuries. From Helen, it was a broken clavicle, I think, and other injuries from a cascading IKEA furniture accident. From Roy Blunt Jr., the injury was a chafed shoulder, an inevitable result of playing golf in the nude, as a bunch of people did in Australia. Or from Luke Burbank, various terrible fractures from riding a Peloton bike in the street, which really happened.
3: Good gravy.
0: Good Um, gravy indeed. Let's go with B. So your choice is B, Roy's story about the nude golf tournament. Well, to bring you the correct answer, we spoke to someone familiar with this kind of injury.
5: Nude activities such as nude golf carry their own host of unique issues, even carrying equipment to lead to that injury.
0: That was Dr. Balu Natraja and He's a sports medicine physician at Chicago Primary Care Sports Medicine being very gracious as he spoke to us about this nude golf injury suffered in Australia. Congratulations, oh yeah. you did get it right. Yeah. Roy was telling you the truth in his patented folksy way, so you have earned a point for him as well as winning our prize for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Do people ever play the
3: flute uh, in the nude? Uh-
2: What happens in a practice room stays
3: in a practice room. I understand. Thank you so much for playing.
0: (laughs)
2: Thank you, guys.
0: Bye-bye.
3: (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: And now the game where we make people we admire play a game which makes them wonder how much we admire them if we ask them to do this. It's called Not My Job. So when I was a kid, I loved Star Trek, the original series, of course. I loved it so much that I used to dream of being a crew member on the Enterprise. Not one of those red shirt guys, they get into trouble, but a blue shirt. Maybe even a yellow shirt. And I would Easy get... now. All right.
4: That's <laughs> 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 I mean, you can, you, can, you can have ambition, but that's my job, okay? all oh, right. right, right.
0: <laughs> this isn't how I thought it would go, but I dreamed in those days that I would someday get to talk to Captain Kirk himself. We'll now find out if that's as good as I dreamed it would be, because William Shatner has a new album of Christmas songs out, and he joins us now. William Shatner, welcome mm-hmm. to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
4: Well, what a pleasure.
0: What a joy to talk to you. I'm really excited to
4: be on because I've got to tell you, I've listened to the program over the years. It's one of my favorites, driving somewhere on a Saturday afternoon. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Thank you.
0: I can't tell you what it means to me to know that you listened to me after I spent so many happy hours watching you.
4: Yes, but I did not know it was you. All right.
0: Um, You have a new record out. You've become quite a recording artist. I
4: I have. I've got uh, two records, uh, two albums out this year. uh, A country music album and this Christmas album that we've called Shatner Claus.
0: Nice. (laughs) Um, Now your singing career, if I may be so bold, began with a record that you put out when you were playing Captain Kirk back in the 60s called The Transformed Man. Yes. I've listened to the whole thing. Wow. Well, uh,
4: pity is no, the only no. thing I feel. <laughs> and,
0: and this is the famous record where you did that, that eventually infamous version of Lucy in the Sky with diamonds. Uh, yes. As I'm sure you know, this became... Uh, shall we put it, uh, a novelty song after a while and, and subject of, of, of much amusement.
4: I believe the word derision is the Yes, 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 yes.
0: You said it, and, 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 and was that hard for you to deal with when that became like a hilariously funny thing that people were sharing back Well, I understood
4: it. It does enter the area of uh, uh, the perception of silly.
0: Right. But it didn't bother you. You kind of embraced that as the singing William Shatley. No, no. It bothered me and I embraced it. <laughs> So we we all know the famous uh, sketch you did on Saturday Night Live where you're at a Star Trek convention and you express some, shall we say, impatience with your more avid fans. Was that reflecting your experience? No, it
4: was meant as a joke. And I'm sorry that you took it so seriously that you moved out of your parents'
5: apartment.
3: (laughs) 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 Wow. It's all,
0: it's all right.
4: <laughs>
0: I was getting but tired of my what, mother's cooking. But look
4: cooking. what it's done for you. I know, I feel you good. you have the ceremonies I, of these silly questions. I know. Uh,
0: I know that there has been, because there's been so many versions of Star Trek since the best one, um, that a lot of people spend their time arguing over which captain was better. I assume you believe it was Kirk rather than Picard or any of the well, other. Well,
4: I don't know what the argument is about, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you, act- do, you, I mean, do you actually like get together with uh, with the other actors and ever hash this out? Yes, uh, several
4: blows were struck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think everybody thinks they're the best, and I, I just leave them in their uh, quandary. I, I don't uh, want to disturb their mental uh, uh, stability.
0: One of the things that so many people have done over the years is they do their William Shatner impressions. Yes. I have done a William Chapman impression. I'm I'd like going to hear to... it. No. <laughs> <laughs> what do, you know? oh, do it. No, I can't. How oh, come could on. I? To do in the face of the in the face of the all right. Oh all
4: right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I really like by popular by popular demand, you're being requested to do the imitation.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, the only thing I can think of to do uh, is the episode where you uh, the crew of the enterprise ends up uh, on the planet where the comms are finding th- fighting the Yangs, if you remember this, and Captain Kirk and the crew of the Enterprise save them by introducing the U.S. Constitution. Remember uh, this
4: one? Uh, well, vaguely, yes. yes and so you, we, are you going to recite the Constitution? Well, I don't know I'm what not I that.
0: And this is one of the great things, is that, is that Captain Kirk sort of gets this document, and he says, here's this document, he says, we, the, people! Wait a minute, wait a minute! That's the worst imitation of <laughs> I've ever heard. God, oh my God! I hope <laughs> you don't do that in public. Well, William Shatner, as you can tell, we're all pretty delighted to talk to you, but we must do our business. We have invited you here to play a game we're calling Khan Film Festival. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the greatest moments in all of cinema, we would agree, was you shouting Khan in Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. So We thought we'd ask you about a different con, uh, the Con Film Festival in France. Answer, two out of three right, you'll win our prize for one of our listeners, the voice of anyone they like on their voicemail. Bill, who was William Shatner playing for?
1: Chris Totcher of Columbus, Ohio. I know him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here is your first question. Martin Scorsese has been a fixture at Con since the 70s, but he always hasn't had the best relationship with the press, who of course swarm Con. In 1978, talking to the press, he decided to stop all the interviews. Why? A, he ran out of cocaine, saying, no more coke, no more interviews. (laughs) B, he called the police on a reporter who asked him, how tall are you anyway? (laughs) Or C, he snapped and responded to a question by shouting, you talking to me? You talking to me? (laughs) Mm.
4: Well, it's got to be that he snapped.
0: Uh, He did, uh, he he snapped and started shouting, "You you talking to me, you talking to me? Yeah. No, in fact, it was the cocaine, you know, the 70s, different time. All right, next question. Khan is famous for the film competition, but also for elaborate publicity stunts around it, such as when one company once did what? A, swarmed the celebrities on the red carpet with 200 fake zombies, resulting in three actors getting bitten. B, poisoned the food at the party's buffet just to entice partygoers to visit some porta-potties that were covered with ads, or C, storming the famous Hotel du Cap Eden Rock with fake terrorists dressed like ISIS members.
4: Uh, That's the kind of thing they would do.
0: The last one? (laughs) Yeah. You're right, Captain, that's what they did. (laughs) It was supposed to promote this company's broadband services. It did not help. (laughs) All right, last question. If you get this right, you win. And my life has meaning. The festival... (laughs) Uh, can be dangerous, as in which of these happened? A, over the years, at least 14 women and four men have fainted from being crammed into two tight outfits for the runway. B, when the actress Simone Silva took off her top in a photo shoot with co-star Robert Mitchum, two photographers suffered broken bones in the ensuing crush. Or C, the sound of all the cameras going off attracts hordes of wild dogs known as the Les du Cinéma.
4: I, I love the picture of, uh, of Mitchum standing by while the lady disrobes and people are crushed.
0: That's the one you're going to go with? Yeah. You're right! That's what happened. The ensuing photograph in which Mitchum is kind of using his hands as a makeshift bra, mm. that picture is actually one of the most famous images to be taken at Cannes. Uh, Bill, how did William Shatner do in our quiz?
1: Two out of three, and Captain, that's a win. Congratulations!
0: William Shatner's new Christmas album Shatner Claus is out now. William Shatner, thank you so much for joining us In just a minute, we do some Sanambu texting in our listener Limerick Challenge game. Call 188 wait wait to join us on the air. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait Wait Don't Tell Me from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. Capital One wants to build a better bank, one that feels and acts nothing like a typical bank, so they're reimagining banking. They offer a great savings rate and accounts with no fees or minimums that can be opened from anywhere in five minutes. That's banking reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Capital One N.A. Hey, listener, it's Peter again. I got nothing to say. I just missed you. Oh, right. I just wanted to remind you to please give this season at donate.npr.org wait. Other than that, though, I, I just wanted to hang. From
1: NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, No Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We are playing this week with Helen Hong, Roy Blunt Jr., and Luke Burbank. And here again is your host at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown
0: Chicago, Peter Segel. Thank you, Bill.
3: Thanks, everybody.
0: In just a minute, at Captain Kirk's request, Bill obeys the rhyme directive in our listener limerick challenge. <laughs> If you'd like to play, give us a call at 1-888-WAIT-WAIT. That's one 888 8924 Right now, panel, it is time for a game that we're calling...
1: English to English Translation.
0: English, we know, is not the same everywhere. We're going to read you a headline from an English language newspaper or website somewhere in the world. Your job is to translate it into American English, and you get a point. All right? Mm. Now, there's no hints. Just your best guess as fast as you can. Here we go. Roy, you're up first. This is from a paper in Australia.
1: Victorian man, attacked by roo, manages to save his stubby.
3: What does that mean? Attacked by a kangaroo, manages to... <laughs> <laughs> manages to save his sausage. No, actually... That was the second injury at the golf
0: course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he managed to save his beer, apparently, a stubby oh, is beer. Okay. Oh. Helen, this one's for you, from the Guardian newspaper in the UK.
1: Zebras get the hump.
2: Uh, um, Zebras uh, at the zoo were caught mating?
0: No, that's from an article about how some crosswalks, which they call zebra stripes, were being renovated with speed bumps to protect pedestrians.
2: Oh, wow, that's so convoluted, but okay.
0: Luke, here's one from Britain's Sunday sport newspaper.
1: Greg's pasty boiled by bellend. What does that (laughs) mean? Wow. Greg's pasty boiled my bell end. Yes.
5: uh, Somebody made a breakfast roll (laughs) and threw it at someone else's backside at Windsor Castle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Most things happen at Windsor Castle, so it's a good... No. Greg's pasty boiled my bell end means a man bought a pastry, a pasty, from the restaurant chain Greg's, tried to have sex with it, and it (gasps) burned his bell end. Uh. (laughs) Windsor uh, Castle. <laughs> Roy, one more for you. This is from oh, New Zealand. Chuffed to have
1: spuds chosen. What does that mean?
3: Well, <coughs> th- this was a, obviously a potato grower <laughs> whose potatoes were judged to be the finest potatoes
6: <laughs>
3: in all of New Zealand. You're
0: correct. Oh! 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 oh. oh. How about so that? fine. So fine were this man's potatoes that they were s- chosen to serve to uh, Harry and Megan when they toured the country. Oh. <gasps> oh. Very good. At really.
2: Windsor Castle. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> All
0: right, panel, some more questions for you from the week's Ooh. news. Helen, many parents are complaining about one of 2018's must-have holiday toys. It's a stuffed animal that moves by itself. All your kids have to do to make it go faster is what?
2: Mm. Um, Can I have a hint, Yeah,
0: it's sort of the opposite of that thing that most parents do, the quiet game.
2: Oh, you got to scream at it?
0: Yes! The louder you yell at this toy, the faster it goes. What? Mm. These toys are called Yellies. They're little plush creatures. And yes, it says the slogan on the box. The louder you yell, the faster they go. (laughs) It might be the worst idea in toys since
3: Mattel's teddy bear that withholds love once you get potty trained. (laughs) There's a sign in the window of a veterinarian in New Orleans that says, unaccompanied children will be given a free puppy and a cup of coffee. Yes.
0: (laughs) Coming up, it's lightning fill in the blank. But first, it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at 1-888-WAIT-WAIT, that's 1-888-924-8924, or click the Contact Us link on our website, waitwait.npr.org. There you can find out about attending our weekly live shows right here at the Chase Bank Auditorium in Chicago and our first ever show in beautiful Savannah, Georgia, on February 7th. Hi, you're on Wait Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hello, this is Matthew Smith. I'm from Los Angeles, California. Hey, how are things in L.A.? It's uh, actually bright and sunny,
5: and uh, we're having a great time out Uh, here in the beachy
0: spots. That's great. What do you do there?
5: Um, I'm currently a master's student at California Institute of the Arts for jazz drums. Oh, well,
0: that's awesome! That's great. Yeah,
5: mm. I am in the recording studio right now, recording with all my friends. So that's pretty cool.
3: Are you are you taping this now? Is this part of it? In which case, where is my end? <laughs> Matthew, welcome to the show. Bill Curtis is
0: going to perform for you right now. Three news-related limericks with a last word or phrase missing from each. If you can fill in that last word or phrase correctly on two of the limericks, you will be a winner. Ready to play? Mm-hmm. Yes. Here is your first limerick. I
1: wake up and feel so perplexed. Have my thumbs and my phone both been hexed? An emoji that snores and odd dream gifts galore. In my sleep, I've been sending
0: a text. Yes, text. Sleepwalking. <laughs> Sleepwalking is tired and dull. Sleep texting is wired and hot it's the new unconscious activity more and more people are sending messages they don't remember writing really it's the only time answering no to you up makes sense (laughs) (laughs) what texts would you send when you are asleep my pillow is so soft or i hope i don't have to pee soon
3: Mm -hmm. a lot of z's maybe
0: yeah i wonder if somebody
5: texting you while they're having a dream is as boring as them telling you about their dream when they're awake.
0: The only thing worse than hearing about a dream over breakfast is to get the play-by-play while it's happening. Why is everyone from summer camp hanging out in my dad's office?
5: (laughs) But they have different faces, but I know who it is.
0: Yeah. Here's your next limerick.
1: While candy machines feel forsaken, our sweet, salty smell leaves kids shaken. We've filled our machine with pork-based cuisine. And keep on restocking the... Oh, oh bacon. We- bacon.
0: <laughs> yes, bacon. That's it. Ohio State's Meat Science Program <laughs> has installed a bacon vending machine Ew. that dispenses full-cooked strips of bacon for only a dollar apiece. Mm. If you just put in a penny, you get just one bacon.
2: This mm-hmm. sounds disgusting. You know how greasy bacon gets everything. Can you imagine the inside of a vending machine?
0: Well, I think they're wrapped. It's not like it's not like like. It's not like like those spiral (laughs) little holders and they're strips of bacon.
2: Yeah, that's what I envisioned. I envisioned like just like
3: and then the strip of bacon just sort of plops (laughs) into the bottom. And
2: there's grease everywhere.
0: Well, how do
3: you wrap bacon?
0: Well, I don't know. I, I, we just need to go to Ohio yeah. State. With well, him. this oh, is no. why. This is why
5: there's a Department of Meat Studies. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Here is your last limerick. As a mountain of garbage encroaches, we're testing out novel approaches. Turns out, we've been blessed with six-legged pests. Let's feed all our trash to the.
4: Roaches. Yes, roaches. roaches.
0: Somebody has finally solved. We're so happy to hear it. They finally solved the massive garbage problem in China. All they do is they pour millions of cockroaches over the garbage. Food waste mm. is brought to this facility in the morning, and the cockroaches chew through 50 tons of food scraps during the day. What? Then at night they chew through your nightmare. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> You know what, I will be texting about that. Yeah, please <laughs> help. It's outside, it's, it's in Shandong province, and there is this waste processing plant that has a billion cockroaches. Mm. For perspective, that's only half the number of cockroaches living in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> of course, people are concerned the roaches might escape the plant, but do not worry. This is true, there's a moat.
5: Mm. <laughs> uh, well, those are back to back some of the more upsetting stories I've heard on yeah, this
6: no. show. <laughs>
2: Never sleeping again, thanks.
0: Bill, how did Matthew do in our quiz? You know,
1: Matthew did very, very well. You got three right out of three, Matthew. Congratulations. Thank you so much for playing, Matt. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Paribus, a free service from Capital One. You don't have to worry about being first in line to jump on a great holiday deal. Paribus tracks online purchases you've already made, looking for price changes and late deliveries, then helps you get reimbursed if the retail price drops or your packages are late. Save time and money. Concentrate on what you love about the holidays instead. Sign up for Paribus at GetParibus.com. This podcast comes from NPR sponsor the Glenlivet Scotch Whiskey. At the Glenlivet, they are firm believers that life is better when there's more inclusivity in it. That there's room at the bar for everyone. That's why they want you to enjoy their single malt the way you want. Neat, with soda, or with your cat. Their founder, George Smith, didn't distill his single malt with rules around it. He distilled his scotch for everyone to enjoy how they want it. Enjoy responsibly. 2018, the Glenlivet Distilling Company, New York, New York. Now onto our final game, lightning fill-in-the-blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds which to answer as many fill-in-the-blank questions as he or she can. Each correct answer is worth two points. Bill, can you give us the score? I
1: can. Helen has two, Luke has two, and Roy has
0: four. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, wow. We flipped a coin and Helen has chosen to go first. The clock will start when I begin your first question, fill in the blank. On Wednesday, former Trump lawyer blank was sentenced to three years in prison.
2: Michael Cohen. Right.
0: This week, a wave of emailed blank threats caused evacuations At buildings across the U.S.? Bomb threats. Right. This week, the Senate voted to advance a resolution seeking to end U.S. military support for a Saudi-led war in blank. Yemen. Right. On Tuesday, a federal judge ordered adult film star Blank to pay Trump's legal fees. Stormy Mm -hmm. Daniels. Yes. At a professional soccer match in the Argentina, a certain goal was saved by blank. A dog? Yes. It got loose, ran on the field. Very good. (laughs) On Monday, search giant (laughs) Blank announced they'd be shutting down their flagging social media network quicker than expected uh Google Right a report released on Thursday found that there were more scripted shows being made for blank than traditional TV Netflix uh, streaming services in general yeah After announcing it was going to crack down on images it deemed too sexy Tumblr successfully removed several pictures of blank from its websites
2: Nancy Pelosi So close
0: mm. <laughs> Joe Biden No oh. 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 <laughs> social media site which is quite popular for naughty images. They decided that they didn't want that anymore. They created an algorithm that was gonna search all Tumblers and remove all the dirty images. And so it flagged, along with all those, several pictures of the Vice President. Biden wasn't alone. Uh, the program also uh, removed drawings of a puking unicorn and one picture of a raw chicken, though in Tumblr's defense, the chicken's breasts were clearly visible. Wow. <laughs> Bill, I think Helen did pretty good, right?
1: Big, big uh, win almost. Uh, seven right, 14 more points. Ugh.
0: 16 total. Yeah. Hold on, Helen. All right, Luke, you're up next. Fill in the blank. On Thursday, the Wall Street Journal reported that Trump's blank committee was under investigation by federal prosecutors. Um, campaign. No inaugural committee. This week, a White House official said that Jared Kushner is not under consideration to replace John Kelly as Trump's blank. Uh, Chief of staff. Still might be. We don't know. According to a new survey, more Americans get their news from blank than from newspapers. That crazy guy down the street. (laughs) I'm going to give it to you. The answer is social media. A (laughs) man in Canada... A man in Canada pulled over for drunk driving accidentally gave police blank when they asked for his license. A beer. A hamburger. (laughs) On Thursday, daytime talk show host blank said she was considering ending her show. Uh, Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres. Radiohead Janet Jackson and The Cure were all named as the newest members of the blank. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, after city officials wouldn't give him a permit to build a new garage, a man in Vermont built blank in its place instead.
5: A 4,000-pound wood middle finger.
0: That's exactly right. What? (laughs) Ted Pelsky of Vermont had been trying to get permission to build his garage and his property for over 10 years, and after being denied his permits yet again, he carved a seven-foot-tall middle finger statue and put it on a big pole in his yard. He's illuminated it 24 hours a day. And this is the beauty part. The city can't remove it because it's art. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which makes us wonder, why didn't he just make a realistic full-scale sculpture of a garage? <laughs> Bill, how did Luke do on our quiz?
1: Luke warmed up to get five right, ten more points, total of twelve, but still
0: trails.
1: Helen. So how <laughs> many does Roy need to win? Roy needs six to tie, seven to win.
0: All right. Here we go, Roy. Tall yeah. order, let's see if you can do it. This is for the game. Yeah. Fill in the blank. On Thursday, Maria Butina, an alleged spy from blank, pled guilty to conspiracy. Russia. Right. On Tuesday, China agreed to reduce the blanks on imported U.S. cars. Tariff. Right. right. This week, the publisher of blank admitted to paying hush money to help aid the Trump campaign. The National Enquirer. Right. In a bid to end protests, protest, French President blank repeated his pledge to raise the minimum wage. What? French president. Oh, blank. Macron. Huh? Macron. Yeah. On Monday, Time named several journalists, including blank, their People of the Year.
3: Uh, Khashoggi. Yes.
0: This week, the state government of Utah was completely shut down for a few hours in a quote emergency when an employee blanked.
3: Uh, couldn't remember how to spell Utah. No. <laughs> the employee hit reply all to a party invitation. Oh, I read that. Party
0: invite was originally only meant for a small department of 80 people, but thanks to a misclick, wound up being sent to all 25,000 employees Mm. of the state of Utah. Things got worse from there as all these mistakenly added employees kept hitting reply all to say, please take me off this thread. Mm. Wow. Leading to other people replying all to say, everybody stop replying all. (laughs) What a mess. The party organizers have apologized and are filling the next week, figuring out how to cut the band of lemon bars into 25,000 pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, did Roy do well enough to win? Sort of close,
1: ha. five right, <laughs> 10 more points, 14. Uh. But it means Helen is
0: our champion. Congratulations. In just a minute, we'll ask our panelists to predict who will end up hosting the Academy Awards next year. But first, a very special thanks this week to Farmhouse Chicago for feeding us, especially the carrots. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions' Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Gotika writes our limericks. Our public address announcer is Paul Friedman. Our house manager is Tyler Green, assisted by Simon Tran and Mary DeOlio. Our interns are Catherine Coates and Zoe Lowenberg. Our web guru is Beth Novi. B.J. Lederman, composer our theme. Our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles Dornboss and Lillian King. A ray of sunshine in an otherwise dreary existence reminding us that life is worth living, and living fully because each day truly is a treasure. Is Peter Gwynn. Technical director is Melana White. Our business and ops manager is Colin Miller. Our production coordinator is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillog. The executive producer of Wait Wait Don't Tell Me is Michael Danforth.
3: Now panel, who will end up hosting the Oscars? Roy Blunt Jr. There was a new Muppet announced this week. I thought it might come up on the show, but it didn't. But anyway, it's the homeless Muppet. Yeah. Are all those over-sophisticated Hollywood types going to get all snarky toward a homeless Muppet? I think not. This is America. We treasure our homeless. So. Luke Burbank. I'm going with Mike
5: Pence because if his performance this week is any indication, he will sit there silently and the Oscars will be over in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Helen Hall.
2: Kim Kardashian and Kanye West because. You know, why the hell not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if any of that happens, panel, we'll ask you about it. Here on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
0: Thank you, Bill Curtis. Thanks also to Roy Blunt Jr., Helen Hong, and Luke Burbank. Thanks to all of you for listening. I'm Peter Segel and we will see you next week. <clears throat> This is NPR.